Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode 26. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and you're hitting the leftovers hard, and I know I am. Our goal with the podcast, as always, to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. The Wichita Sports Commission celebrating its 20th anniversary. Bob Hansen's been there from the beginning. He was executive director, now president and CEO. He is my guest on this week's podcast. But first, some notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We feature this week, as we get going with Black Friday, the Executive Gift Guide. We have a lot of ideas available in this week's paper and on wichitabusinessjournal.com. We've put together some of the most popular and exclusive gifts. You can get your executive friend or loved one, man or woman, and we break it down into categories, pet lovers, travelers, wine enthusiasts. Bob, you a wine enthusiast? I'm a traveler. You're a traveler, okay. <laughs> Fitness fanatics, lots of ideas this week. That's on page 10. Also, we spend 10 minutes with the new commander at McConnell Air Force Base, Joshua Olson. He's the one who's bringing back the air show. That's on page 19. This week's top 25 list, actually a top four list, acute care hospitals. We have a lot of good information on the acute care hospitals in the Wichita area. That's on page 12. And we have details on court judgments, federal tax liens, building permits, new corporations, new lawsuits, even real estate transactions, all in our leads section. That's great information beginning on page 16. Have to thank our sponsor for supporting us for a half a year, all the way back to June through 25 episodes. We say thanks to Brad Elliott and the folks at Equity Bank. I hope you'll go to our website and check out our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. You can connect with all our episodes there. Bob Hansen's been a Division I basketball coach, even at my beloved alma mater. He is an educated man, bachelor's and master's degrees in education and administration. And he's a pretty good golfer. Spend some time on the links, too. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you being here. Where'd you grow up? I grew up uh, 60 miles north of Cheyenne, Wyoming, LaGrange, Wyoming. Were you a cowboy? Yeah, I absolutely was. And uh, I, I rode horses and worked on a ranch all the time. I didn't rodeo. My brother rodeoed. He was oh, no a, kidding. My brother was a state steer roping champion. Wow. Yeah, but I played basketball, and I didn't think that I should probably be rodeo and just didn't seem to go really well with that. If, you, if you're carefree and don't care whether you get hurt, right. you, you, you could be a rodeo. That's guy, a pretty but, tough sport. But it is tough, and, and uh, I chose to uh, concentrate on basketball and the other sports, and, and uh, uh, it was really good to me. It made a life of it. Right. <laughs> What sports did you play growing up? You well, didn't do rodeo. My you... wife and I were a fourth of our graduating class. Is that give you, right? Give you an idea. It's a little math test for you. <laughs> uh, but we were a very small school, and we had basically cross country in the fall, basketball in the winter, and track in the spring, and that wow. was it. And then I usually, in the summer, I would drive about 35 to 40 miles to play junior legion baseball, and if they'd let me play if I made one practice a week and then play the game. So Wow. My dad didn't think that was a real good idea to get off the hay baler to go to <laughs> right. to go to a baseball game, but I normally got to do it, and uh, it was it was just a good life. Uh, I worked on a ranch and farm, and I learned how to fix things. I knew how to I learned how to work and put in a full day's work, and I think that's uh, served me very well through the years. A lot of people don't realize just how difficult that kind of a life is. It's it was probably pretty tough growing up. You know, it's amazing. My mother. 
she ran the mower all the time. She ran mowed all the hay. We put up a lot of hay. Right. And she mowed all day. And then, but she would, we would get up, have breakfast. We'd go to the field and mow. And I would, my brother would rake, and I would bale. And then she would run to the house and get lunch and bring it out. We'd eat there in the field. Right. And then. I don't know what my dad did. He just kind of around <laughs> and make sure everything was going good. And right. then uh, she would mow the rest of the afternoon, then go in and get dinner. And, and uh, we had an old car with a boat hooked up to it, and we'd take the boat and run over to the lake and ski. That was our bath for the night. And we'd nice. go water skiing in, in the moonlight and do it all over again tomorrow. Did you marry your high school sweetheart? Yeah, we went for, for first grade right through high school, and, and uh, we got married my senior year in, at the University of Wyoming. She was the only one who'd put up with you? Yeah, she would just barely put up with me. <laughs> she, actually, like? she actually worked for the radio announcer in oh, Cheyenne, right? Wyoming, who was our play-by-play announcer. Okay. And he would bring her to the games a lot of the time, and she would come, and her sister lived in Laramie, and she'd come and stay there. And and uh, we've been together for, been married 54 years, and been together about 75. Fantastic. <laughs> what was it like going to uh, college at Wyoming? Well, it was it was. It was a treat for me because I grew up 100 miles from there, and I used to sit and listen to the radio of the Wyoming Cowboys playing right. and had some great players at that time. And then, I mean, I had a chance to go to Colorado State and Denver and and University of Pennsylvania. My mother was just worried sick that I was going to go to school at the University <laughs> of Pennsylvania. But I, I chose Wyoming because that's what, that's what I really knew. And I was the first guy recruited by Bill Sranigan, who came from Iowa State to Wyoming. He had played at Wyoming. Oh, okay. And it was a big deal when he and the athletic director come to LaGrange, Wyoming, to right. sign me. I was the first player he signed as he got that job. And Basketball? Yes. Only and, sport that yep. you played in college? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually – they talked me – uh, Lloyd Eaton talked me. He was a coach after Bob Devaney was there, and he talked me into coming out for football after he'd seen me play basketball. But then I, I when I was out there, I tore up my ankle in, in spring ball and, and didn't ever play football. Just, right. Uh, went on and started coaching. Right. Uh, take us through your career. After Wyoming, what happened then? Well, I, I coached a freshman at Wyoming, and that's when I coached Tom Asbury at Wyoming. Oh, right. Okay. And then I went and took a high school job in Rawlins, Wyoming, and uh, started off 0-9, and, and then we ended up playing for the state championship. And But my coach said, we got to get you out of there real quick. <laughs> he brought me back to Laramie, and I coached a freshman at Wyoming. And, and from there, I went to Harm Scott College, which is no one even knows that – college existed now it was a startup of like off of parsons in in iowa and uh we had great teams we had three guys go to the nba off of our team oh, no kidding. scott college i mean we played all over the country we'd play anybody and it was a startup college and we but we had three great players and they all went to the nba and then i got the job at the university of nebraska at omaha in 1969 and they had had uh, two winning seasons in 15 years and it was kind of rebuilding, and we were able to win a championship my first year there, and then you know, kind of struggled for a while. And then we went Division Two and had some really good teams, number one ranked team in the country several times. And and uh, then I left there in '94 and went to K State with Tom Asbury for three years. And then I could see that it wasn't going to be really good there uh, for a long time, and so I. Uh, Looked into this job down here and, and took it, and it had 80-some people interviewed, and I was able to get it. And I, through that, what I'd done, I was president of the National Basketball Coaches Association right. while I was at K-State. I, I'd gone in as, as when I was at University of Nebraska at Omaha, and uh, 
that was a good experience for me working in corporate sports in America. And, and through the NABC, I was able to develop a lot of contacts and a lot of great ideas. And that's what led me to the Sports Commission. One thing back on Tom Asbury, once again, you coached Tom Asbury. At Wyoming. And, and you had a relationship with him. How did you reconnect with Tom? Well, we had always stayed in touch. I'd, he had, I'd got one of my guys who had been assistant coach for me, who was our trainer's son when I was playing at Wyoming. And uh, I talked him into taking Steve Aggers as his assistant at Pepperdine. Okay. And he fell in love with Steve, thought he was great. And uh, then he went to K-State with us. And uh, then he left and went to Eastern uh, Washington. And uh, so that, that, that was my connection. But I'd always stayed in touch with Tom. And right. He was the first guy that really ever told me to get lost. Or uh, That wasn't the words he <laughs> exactly used when, it, when I was coaching one day. Right. I made him run the rest of the day. He never has forgot. Forgive me for that. But uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful experience. Manhattan was a great place to live. And again, those connections that you made uh, during the course of your coaching career helped you get this job at the Wichita Sports Commission. I, the connections didn't so much as experience, I think. I mean, I I learned a lot from that. You know, when they, they said there was a sports commission job open, I said, what is a sports commission? I had no <laughs> idea, I mean, what a sports commission was. Right. But I did a lot of research uh, through my coaching and and uh, through the sports commissions around the country and, and was able to uh, uh, get enough information to figure out what I needed to do and started to working on it and just kept growing and growing. I, one of the things I did is, as a basketball coach in, in the job that I had, I had to do a lot of fundraising and, and keep our program going. So right. that was one of the things that I still fundraise. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the time. Talk about the mission of the Wichita Sports Commission. Well, our mission is to enhance the quality of life here in our community through sports, bringing people to town, events through you know youth, uh, high school, college, and professional sports, and just making the quality of life much better in our community. Your first event, Dickie V. I, he was he, probably not my first event, but one of my first big event is I, I brought him here in '98. Right, and uh, I had known him through my coaching experiences and and seeing him when I was coaching at K State and at University of Nebraska Omaha and the Final Fours and stuff like that. Right, and so uh, I got him to come here. We had forty, we had forty two hundred people come and see him at at Levitt Arena right. at that time. It was Levitt Arena. Right, and then we had a banquet at uh, the Marriott that night, and we had over four hundred people there for that. And he's very entertaining and very engaging. You have a board that you uh, deal with. Uh, describe the, the makeup of that board. Our board, they're the ones that hired me. There were 19 of them. Each one of them pays $5,000 a year to belong to our board. And one of my uh, challenges was to see if I had 19 when I joined, which meant I had $95,000 to pay myself, get an assistant, get a business card, <laughs> see if I could find a desk somewhere and start going to work. Right. And, and I was able to get that to 25 and then 30 and 40. And uh, we basically have maintained about 50 board members, uh, that, which is about 250000 a year. That's our base funding that we start. And then the rest of that funding, that's made up of community leaders throughout the, you know, I've had some great board chairman, starting with John Moore. He was the one that hired me from mm -hmm. Cessna. And then, uh, you know, after that was uh, George Fonestock and then Howard Sherwood and Barry Schwann. And, I mean, just communities and leader, leader. Pretty heavy hitters who yeah, have been on your board through the years. Board. And, and we've been really good and fortunate. I've had 10 of them right. since I've been here because they normally serve two years each time. Right. Uh, we are going into the basketball season, obviously. And one of the big things that's coming up, 
We're really proud that Wichita is hosting an NCAA regional. Tell us about the impact you had on that process and, and the oh i don't know whether it, you know there's a lot of people who have been involved in it but i did have more impact on the arena i mean one of the things is is you know when i my second day on the job they told me i go to an arena meeting and uh, i didn't know what that really meant and then i come back and they said that the sports commission would be the facilitator of a new arena and I only worked on that 12 years. I went to 1,200 meetings in, in uh, documented meetings right. over the time period, and uh, we were able to get a, a new arena. And one of the most often question is, if we get a new arena, can we get an NCAA event? Right. That was the most often asked question. And I said yes. And then there was always no one ever thought it was big enough. It was going to be, you know, the requirement was 12,500. And then they lowered it to 10,500. Talking about seats. The seats, number of people in the seats. And uh, it passed in 2004. Uh, overwhelming margin, fifty-two to forty-eight, <laughs> and but that was pretty good when the sure, when the polls said it was thirty-six-four and sixty-four against on September fifteenth of that year. Right. So we had a good campaign and was able to get it done, and and it's been a very, very, very good success. Has the arena lived up to the expectations that you had for the facility? Yes, I think it has. I mean, there were some things, you know, I was always accused of you know there would be no parking the parking would be a problem you'd never be able to find get to the arena you wouldn't be able to get out of there and i said my golly you know there's eight or 16 or 36 how many different areas directions you want to go when you leave the arena or to come to the arena right you know when you were at the kansas coliseum everybody's coming from the south and they were all going home from the north right and and there's only one way you know to get in and out of the arena there two at the most uh, here, there's a lots of ways, and they found out there's a lot of parking, and you know we're really blessed that we have a lot of parking here. You ought to go to D.C. and try and go to the oh, arena. Yeah. yeah, go to their arena there, or go to Chicago, and right. I mean, you go to the big cities. We have we're blessed with parking. Right. But people don't understand that because everybody wants to park next to the door, including myself. Sure. Yeah. Are we ready? Are we ready for the region? Oh yeah, I think we'll, we'll be ready for it. You know, we 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 sold more tickets than any other city in the country when it, when when they put out the initial. Uh, purchase of tickets and we were the initial sale and uh, we, we sold over 9,000 tickets and now that there's some people are not happy now that there aren't any tickets available right. <laughs> but that's a good problem to have you know I mean there are still tickets going to be tickets available because they save tickets back for the teams they save tickets back for sponsors and probably all of those won't be used and then they'll put those on sale again you'll be in the arena probably the entire time won't you uh for the most part i want to be yeah, <laughs> yeah i want to be there for practice i want to be there right. for the games and and uh, we're going to have a fan fest over here on uh, saint francis and and have something for, fun for the fans to do outside and we're working on that but uh, my interest is really is, is is the games inside, right. and I think they'll be really good. Our, our facility is a really good facility. As you look back on 20 years of the Sports Commission, is that your greatest victory? We talk about victories and losses in sports. Well, that's what I was hired for by most right. people. Right. You know, I've had people tell me, you know, that – well, I, we got the arena, you know, I'm not going to blow on the sports commission anymore, but that really, really hasn't held up. That most people have, have stayed with us from the sports commission. Right. And we've had turnover, but that's just natural in anything that, you know, where we've had people have gone out of business, 9-11 caused some people right. to go out of business, have right. cutbacks, and then you have someone, that sell, a family sells their business, and then they go, and uh, companies sell out and change. So uh, we've had turnover in the charter goal, but we've been able to keep it uh, pretty, sta- you know, stable. Right. And it's always a challenge 
challenge. They told me when I was finding your biggest challenge will always be funding, financing, right. and it is. It's uh, something that, uh, but it's uh, it allows me to have something to do every day. Right. right. Tell us about the other big events that that the sports commission does. Prairie Fire. Well, you know, Prairie Fire has been really a great community event. Uh, we've been doing that eight years now. We've had runners from. Uh, I think we've had runners from every every state and union, but Idaho. We've had runners from about twelve different countries now. Uh, this year, we had a runner come from New York City, and he evaluated the race. He gave us very very high marks, mm. uh, better than New Orleans, better than Austin, Texas, better than Salt Lake, better than Las Vegas. Wow, uh, a lot of things like that. So sometimes you get concerned about, dang, I wish we could do this better or something. And then someone comes in and does that for you, and you, you know you always have some problems. And uh, but one of the other ones is the Johnny Bench Award. Right. That's been tremendous for our community. People don't realize that. You know, we've had, uh, I think, 17 or 18 guys that have been here for the award or have played Major League Baseball. Right. Um, probably the most famous one and the most successful is Buster Posey. But right. But we've had, I think, nine All-Stars. Uh, Weeders, you know. Right. I mean, there's just been Kurt Suzuki. There's just a lot of them that uh, have gone on and been very successful. And You also recognize local athletes Yes, we as do. Well. We do the Lynette Woodard and the Barry Sanders Award. I asked both of them if we could use their name to name an award after them that was what i when i interviewed for the job i said i want to recognize sports excellence and i named the awards after i named the coaches award after gene stevenson and uh it's uh, we've had some i mean some great athletes come through here right and then go on and play in the nfl or play in the nba or whatever it may be that have been honored that we've honored at the banquet and and, uh, you know, we're very pleased with that. We had the Junior Olympics here in 2011. We had uh, 7,600 athletes, probably the biggest events that's ever been held here as far as, you know, uh, 7,600 athletes for six days right. was very huge and, and uh, a great economic impact to our community. you got a big one coming up, too. The uh, ice skating right. we have in, in January, that's, uh, we'll have 2,600 skaters here. And, that, you know, that's synchronized skating. It's where they skate like 13, anywhere from 13 to 16 skaters together. Right. It's all synchronized. Wow. And it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. And they skate for three and a half minutes <laughs> is the longest <laughs> they can be out there at that time. But uh, it's it's really impressive. And uh, it'll be on the ice and they'll practice. They will practice start practice at 5 o'clock in the morning and they'll pass practice past midnight wow. in, in addition to the competition we'll have there. And we sell practice ice time. So we, right. we'll sell it to them for 15 minutes and like $115 or something like that for 15 minutes. And we're able to uh, – they use that. They need that. And then we – also at the ice center they will practice there's two sheets of ice there they will practice be practicing here we have to put on a banquet for them and things like that but 20 years you feel pretty good about it yeah i think it's been great i think it's been good for our community i mean uh some people they just come i think come to expect it or you know it just it you know, wears out sometimes right, the people right. don't appreciate what you've done and, and and yet many people do i mean it's uh it's it's been very rewarding to me you know it's been great for uh, me and my wife to be here and it's a great place to live and it's a great community and we've really enjoyed it and enjoy the people how long do you want to do this 
you know, people ask me, I've never thought about retiring yet. I'm a retirement age, but uh, if you'd loan me a whole bunch of money, I could probably just <laughs> retire and really enjoy life that I want to. But I like to travel too much, and they tell me traveling is expensive. So, right. Uh, but we, I get to do a lot of things that uh, I really enjoy. You know, I've been to every Final Four since 69. Oh, I, no kidding. I don't know what you figured. I think that's 48 Final Fours. Right. There's some things that I get to do that I really enjoy, and and uh, I get with the you know the Big Twelve basketball and football right. and just different things that I we enjoy and my family enjoys and my my daughters go with me to the Final Four most of the time and grandkids and it's just a great experience for so them. So is there going to be a local team in the Final Four this year? There's, there's a good chance they they look really good you know I mean but you know teams have looked better than them and haven't made it too right, you know right. so I mean it's a it's a crapshoot at the end and uh, you, you know it, it all depends on luck and. And obviously good coaching and everything, but uh, injuries and so just right. you, you, in basketball you only have one bad game and you're out. You know, right? You exactly. Know. Or you get somebody gets a lucky shot and uh, make you beat you by the fifty or sixty foot shot and it'll just kill you right, right. now. But uh, WSU is is really primed. I think they have a, a, a great chance. KU looks like they're really going to be right. strong and. K State, they they're right now they're undefeated. They're trying to claw back and have a good year. Keep so plugging away yeah, at exactly. It, yeah. Coach, congratulations on 20 years of the Wichita Sports Commission. hope you have a lot more, and uh, we appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Bill, thank you, and thank you to the Business Journal for being a great partner with us. Always our pleasure. Thank you. Coach. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. If you like the podcast, we hope you'll let us know. If you don't, well, let us know about that, too, so we can improve. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, please let me know that as well. Biz Talk with Bill Royce, a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Brad Elliott, and the folks at Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. <laughs>